And we're live. I believe we're live. Hey, look, yeah, there's audio and stuff. <laughs> Let's see if we can't do it better than uh, the last podcast. We have look, three man. restarts. Look, man. <laughs> What's up, man? Four's the charm. Cheers, my brother. Cheers, bud. What do you have tonight? I made myself an old-fashioned, but I decided to use some Balcones. Normally, I would use Woodford Reserve um, because I have... I have a law, a little background. A really good friend of mine who is in Louisville, his brother-in-law owns a company called um, Urban Barrel Foods, and their slogan is "Eat your bourbon." And what it is is they smoke all kinds of things with bourbon barrel staves from Woodford Reserve. When are we going, dude? I'm down. Let's do this. We'll, let's take the show. That on sounds the room. amazing. This take sounds the show amazing already. Um, and excuse me. Excuse me. Um, and what I have is some Woodford Reserve smoked cherries, Woodford Reserve smoked bitters, and then normally I put Woodford Reserve in. in Man, I would be all over this. This sounds really good. I'd be all it's over that. amazing. Not going to yeah, lie. But yeah, if be you want to check it out, bourbonbarrelfoods.com. They're amazing. They got all kinds of goodies. To check that out. Yeah. And you write that down right this moment, Bourbon Barrel Foods. You. Plug. Just be careful. Unpaid. You go down that rabbit hole, you're going to be, you know, the wife's going to be like, what is this for? What is that for? You're going to be like, oh, no. shush. She, you, know Mel, you know Mel. She's going to be all yeah. over it. So I will definitely check that out. Right now, I don't know. Cool. Well, welcome to episode, what is this, episode three? Technically three. I think I'm calling it two. I think I called it two. That's right. It's two because this is uh, yeah. Pilot was the first one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bourbon so. Barrel. Foods. It's delicious, especially heck delicious. Yeah, heck yeah! All right, I'm in. So yeah, welcome to episode two. Have a rusty nail. We're doing it. We're doing the yep. thing. Rusty nail's a Scotch drink. I am curious about that. I've never had one before. We should do that. Let's do that too then. This <laughs> right, is which is a, a Scotch liqueur, was spiced usually with honey. It's a sweet drink. Do they use honey or do they use like mead? Kind of thing. My understanding with Drambo is it's a liqueur with with honey. Okay, okay. But I I am not <laughs> I am nowhere near um, the authority on such things. A sommelier, I am not. Ooh. Oh, that's a big word. That's a five dollar word right there. That's right, sommelier. I don't even. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. What are we What are we talking to, about today, man? So we got a lot of stuff today. You know, we've got some things. Um, some things we've wanted to cover for a while. Uh, we've, we've we've got a couple of documentaries we want to talk about, kind of in the, you know, uh, what you watch in Happa, what you watch in Seven kind of thread. We got a couple of things to talk about there. Uh, we got some really interesting. This is something we've been nibbling on since the pilot, <clears throat> which is you know social media. Yeah, I think both of us have a lot of thoughts on social media, its impact on the world and on the world in general. Um, but for whatever reason, it remains in the news, right? So we can't really dodge yeah. it. So it's a thing that. Um, that we continue to talk about, and I'm really excited to kind of dig into that. Uh, in particular, we're going to talk about some things with Facebook and TikTok. Um, we're going to hit. Uh, we're going to hit maybe you know if we get some, on some lighter notes, some uh, interesting movie cancellations, and some yeah. court trials that are ongoing. So how so, we want to kick this off? We want to talk about who Happa is and who Seven is. Happa, tell me who you are. I'm Happa. <laughs> you are oh. indeed Happa. I am. I am this. Uh, 
guy who I, I swear it's going to be like an ongoing joke that I'm in like a midlife crisis for the next like two decades because I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a in permanent this, midlife this, crisis. Yeah, yeah. I'm in this realm where I'm like, I should get a normal job. And then I'm like, nah, I'm good. I should retire. And it's funny that I had a discussion about this with my dad over the, the past weekend. I called him and we were talking because because uh, uh, I I won't talk about the the title, but there's a specific game title out there that is that somebody that I used to work for for the last game title has been dropping my name and saying that I need to be a community mm. manager for, um, and she's been taunting me to the point where their people have started following me on social media and stuff, um, but I haven't done a resume, um, and it seems like a really fun idea, but I. I'm at a place in my life now where I'm I'm enjoying my retiredness, and uh, but yeah, we'll see. Any but if you haven't figured out from that long, long story longer, uh, I'm retired sailor, retired Navy guy, and uh, now full time trying to be a content creator allegedly, and um, yeah, that's pretty much me. Laid back guy, you know, easy going. Try to try to leave a better footprint on the world than. You know, when I leave this place, it's about 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 as simple as I can get, I suppose. What about you? Yeah. You know, I uh, I do have <laughs> I do have a regular job. Would recommend against it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I recommend you know for yeah for what it's worth. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm aware of some of the situations you're talking about, and it does sound pretty cool. Um, yeah, the, the regular job thing uh, is 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 good, and it's pros and cons, right, and everything. So I'm a I'm a Former and, you know, to, to some degree, um, current technical executive. Um, I've played baseball in the past. I was really poor at driving race cars. I'm much better at building them and being a fan uh, from the pits. So also, you know, do some content creation, streaming, whatnot, uh, primarily around games. Um, I'm a musician for years and years. In fact, have had people recently hitting me up about playing again, which would be nice. So the stages went away, went away during the pandemic. Hopefully they're coming back. And hopefully I can find one before too long and maybe find myself in your town making some music. I'm down. So yeah, that's that's kind of us. You're wearing a really nice really nice hat there, guy. Is that a this Rocket is the City logo. Trash Panda's hat? Is that what that is? This is the logo of my army, man. <laughs> this is if you mess with me, this is what you get. This is what you get in your in your front yard on a on a Friday night when you're waiting for your trash to be be dumped. You're gonna you're gonna see this guy zooming by. Yeah, no, I, the, it, almost everybody, because I used to spam the, you know, great epic story that was raccoons in my life on social media for, fairly <laughs> daily. Uh, when I we exactly, all enjoyed that. That was fun. Oh god, it was. At one point, I remember specifically on my personal Facebook, I had said all I said was there are more. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so I that. moved into this house uh, over a year ago now, and I heard things going bump in the night. Called Critter Control. Critter Control came out. They looked. Turns out they saw raccoon paw prints up in my attic. They had moved in sometime during the construction process, and I went through about three weeks of um, just constantly dealing with capturing and relocating these raccoons and it ended up being a mother and four babies at the end of the day and uh this young man right here 
thought he had jokes <laughs> and sent me this I hat. Did, I did have jokes. I'm not going to lie. The joke's on him, joke. though. I'll proudly wear this hat because and that I is a they, you know, the, that's the That is the Rocket City Trash Pandas. If anyone's worrying, it's a double-A franchise up in Huntsville, Alabama, Madison, Alabama, right right, right next to Huntsville. Um, and their gear is <laughs> their gear is fantastic. I, it. Like, I, I, love I their saw gear. this. I just laughed, and I, I also was like shaking my head in shame. <laughs> <laughs> So happen today we're going to be covering some interesting stuff but we're going to start off with kind of the you know what we've been watching kind of stuff and yeah, you and i have been talking about this um there's one of these that i recommended to you and i think you've gone and watched it so i want to talk about it and that's the great hack documentary but first yep. i want to get to to one that i mentioned to you and you were like uh yeah i think i've seen that and it's the mcmillions documentary yep. and mcmillions yep. is stylized with the s being a dollar sign and this thing, uh, to give a little details, uh, it premiered in the United States on HBO in February uh, of 2020. So it's been around for a minute, but then yeah. available in, in the UK uh, in 2020 on Sky Documentaries. And it was nominated for five primetime uh, Emmys, yeah. which was an outstanding documentary and nonfiction series among them. And it's this, it's a series, right? it's a docu-series, but it's about the McDonald's Monopoly game. And you, this thing started back in nine, 1989. And I I can't believe I also it. that it had been around that long. I didn't know that they had been doing it that long. Yeah, and I remember it, and I remember the, the hype, and I used to love yeah. going and getting the game pieces and yep. collecting them and getting the little board. And you know, it, just, it, it was one of my, honestly, one of the things I remember very fondly. But I remember always wondering who gets the winning piece, Yes, right? Because yep. obviously when you played the game, you knew... That there were some pieces, like if, if you if everyone you knew got boardwalk and no one got park place, as yep. an example. Yep. And so you had these pieces that you know were pretty hard to come by. And that became pretty obvious pretty quickly that when you were trying to play the game. Well, as as it turns out, <laughs> it turns out, you know, we started talking back then. I remember back then it's like, oh, I think it's a scam, right? And yep. it, and it turns out it absolutely hundred percent was well, a scam. Not officially, it, but officially. Right. It turns out it was absolutely a scam. If you were a player of the game. Yeah. Right. Happen seven playing the game. We absolutely bring scammed. But totally. the interesting thing about it is so was McDonald's. Yes. Right. That that's the that's the kind of twist. And this docuseries runs through that. So anyone who doesn't want to hear spoilers needs to just, uh, you know, earmuff. Um, it's worth for, it's worth a, 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 a binge or a, a light you know, every other weekend watch for sure. It's what, what kills me. I, I shouldn't say it kills me. Things like this, the scandal that happened with them, I'm willing to believe is why you don't see anything like that nowadays. Like you don't see yeah. Doritos or Pepsi or anybody doing big giveaways like this anymore because, and I'm assuming it's probably because of idiots like the scammers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, idiots, great word. Right. But Wow. Right, the, the, it was, <clears throat> what is interesting is, okay, it's a scam, so, um, I, you know, I'll leave some details for the documentary for people to watch it, but the the person who was perpetrating the scam comes out pretty quickly, right? You kind of know that, yeah. you know that fairly earlier on. The interesting thing is investigators, and this is the FBI, right? These aren't, <laughs> it's not like a couple of dudes with a, a cell phone. Like, this is the FBI that was digging into this, because it ended up being, I think, $24 million yep. for all, right? It was significant, and so the FBI is investigating this thing. They could not figure out for the life of them how the scam was carried out. In yeah. fact, they would have never figured it out 
had the person doing the scam not told them. Yep. And once you learned how the scam was being carried out, it almost made it, it, it really kind of made it obvious, you know, for, like you said, the future states of people doing these or yeah. companies doing this stuff. There really was no security measure you could take that could rule out the human element of just overcoming it. And the security measures that were in place for this thing, I, this is one of the things that impressed me in the docu-series. So McDonald's outsourced, um, which big companies often do, right? Right. Outsourced the creation of this campaign and all the printing of the elements. And so you had this ad firm involved um, that was McDonald's marketing firm. Those folks outsourced. They created the game. You know, they created the game creative elements. Right. And then they had a company that did all the printing and stuff. And so there was this whole investigation the FBI goes through. And they want to look at all of these different players, all these different companies. And the security that they go through and they talk about, right? The security that was in this It was pretty, it was, was in depth. Really, it was impressive, right? It was yeah. really impressive, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And looking at it, how does someone overcome it? And it really rules it down to there's only a couple of people who could. Yep. Right? They were in the position to have overcome it. And even those people were going to have a hard time doing it. Yes. And so the docu-series follows through the investigation, which starts with winners, obviously. Like, who's yep. winning? Why are they yep. winning? Are yep. they connected? And digs backwards. And so the series becomes just like this fascinating look into how investigation works. I thought that was a really cool part. And then one of the most popular games in history had no real winners. Yeah. And it it really does. The bounds to which humans will go to steal money is uh, are pretty limitless. Well, I I, I mean, you're you're. You're not wrong there, but for me, one of the things that blew my mind was the how intricate that web was in order to get the winnings out there and to think of all the things that could have gone wrong or people that could have said the wrong thing to get investigators to figure it out and it didn't happen. Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody I, kept their I, mouth shut. I don't believe that you could, like a normal group of people, you couldn't get that to, to Dude, work. I don't believe that we could go to a bar <clears throat> And and snag someone's bar napkin and one I'm of us not you. not snitch on it. <laughs> Somebody giggling in the corner or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like Yeah. So how you pull this stuff off, but you know, it was crazy because if you watch it, it turns out that some of the people who won, yeah, quote unquote, right? Some of the people who actually quote unquote won, in other words, they were they ended up being part of the scam and yeah. and at the end of, of it were the people who were the winners, you know, that McDonald's would go and say, Let's do a shoot and you're the right. winner and let's right. take a video and all this. These are the people who are winners. They didn't get most of the money. Yeah. So even the people who were winning didn't were really. in some ways victimized. Yeah. And a couple of them actually ended up in debt as a result of this. It was a really fascinating, you know. And they still didn't rat on them. No, they still didn't. They still didn't. I, I, I guess for me it's like, because <clears throat> I remember, because I was fairly young through all that, and I remember you know, getting the pieces and everything, trying to collect all the things, which is a really cool game. But I remember seeing stories at the time where people were saying on, you know, radio shows and stuff like that, asking if it was rigged because it just seemed like yeah. the odds were so out there. Because the prices were, I mean, they went, they had like boats and cars and money prizes and right. just crazy things, right? Yeah, they had a lot of prizes. I mean, I won like... <laughs> fries well yeah you know I, I would win like a milkshake you'd a win that stuff or something 
Right. So when we talk about people not winning, we're not talking about those prizes. We're talking about million dollar winners, which were multiple multiple. or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. And so some of those um, I had always assumed that the game pieces that won were like, you know, you finish board boardwalk and park place. But those were there were some that were just a million dollar winner pieces. And if you got that piece, you were the million dollar winner. Right. And those were generally speaking, I think the ones that were remote, they were in question because it basically guaranteed someone I could get one piece in your hand. And if I could get that one piece in your hand, you now have a million. It basically was a million dollars. I just handed you a ticket yeah. for a million dollars. Yeah. And the only way to claim it, which comes in, you know, as, as this docuseries winds down, the only way to claim it is to mail it. Yep. They give you very specific directions. You know, you call them. There's, there's a 1-800 number or something. You call them. And the person says, oh, my God, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. Here's how to handle this. You wrap it in something. You mail it. You do this thing. And that was the only way yep. to claim it, which comes in really, you know, obviously comes in as a big a big thing later in the case, um, which is really cool. So, yeah, highly recommend it. I mean, would you recommend that documentary? I totally would. Watch? I, I binged it. So. I'm a, I'm a, I should have been a social sciences major in, in college. Just to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a, a human that likes studying other humans. So it kind of blows me away anytime you have a situation like this where the amount of thought, the amount of planning, the amount of trust, and the amount of communication yeah. that had to have come together for this to work and all of them be on the same page at all times. And realistically, they, if they hadn't turned themselves in, nobody would have ever found out. Like, yeah, yeah. There was a. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how long ago you watched this, but it was recent for me. It's been and a that absolutely me. had a favorite character in this whole thing. Oh, and I don't know if you did, but the the career criminal guy. Okay, he was. <laughs> Okay, you remember the, him the, now. The one guy that you'd expect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, I knew, the, I knew the gig would be up at some point. I don't care. Yeah, because he knew. Well, he, well, he'd been through the process already. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm not scared of prison. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> would down. you do it again? Oh, yeah, tomorrow. Hell yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why would I not do that again? He was, he was just like the nicest. You know, the, guy, the prosecutor. <laughs> or the, yeah. the investigators come and he's like, you guys want coffee? <laughs> He's like, I know have a seat. Have a seat. Yeah. Bring out your notepad. We need to have a talk. He's like the there was that guy, and then the the lead investigator on the FBI was was uh, unsettlingly uh, smiley and, and jokey. Do you think at any point somebody that has worked for the FBI, let's say for forty years, let's say somebody somebody that has had a career in the FBI, do you think that they routinely get surprised at the antics that people get to? when they're doing investigations like this and fraud or, you know, not, not the far out. Okay. Crimes like God forbid murder right. and stuff like that. Cause unfortunately, <laughs> right. typically when you get to that realm, those people are so far gone that it just won't, you won't understand why, but yeah, in a situation like this, or when you look at stuff like DB Cooper or, you know, all those things, the thought process planning and execution that has to occur. And then you see that stuff. Like, do you think those people are just, like, awe-inspired by that? I don't know. That's a really good question. You know, I I, I would wonder. I would love to sit down and have a chat yeah, with someone who's yeah, been around yeah. the block a few times on that. I, 
It reminds me of this moment. Uh, my wife and I were, we were in New York City, and we were going to watch Conan O'Brien film at Radio City Music Hall. And so um, we were walking past, you know, we were walking past um, this, this doorman. And, and he was, he was uh, right there at Rockefeller Center. And so sure. we're walking past this, this guy. And he's just standing there doing his job as a doorman. And I remember walking past him. He was probably three, maybe four feet to my right. And the guy was looking over my shoulder, and so we kind of did that thing where you almost make eye contact, but you right. kind of avoid it, you know, because you really don't really want to make eye contact. Right. And he goes, he looks over my shoulder, and I saw this look on his face, and he goes, wow. I mean, I've never seen anything like that before. And to this day, I regret not turning around, because that was a doorman at Rockefeller. Yeah. What has he not he seen? Had, he had to have seen <laughs> everything, yeah, 100%. Yeah, what... And so I wonder in the FBI if there are times when people just, you know, investigators are like, wow, yeah. that's something I haven't seen. Yeah. And I would love just a list of those things. What oh, are the and, – and again, like you said, none of the grotesque, macabre. Right. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, I was investigating this McDonald's case and, you know, everyone was, was first-time criminals. Yeah. And they were, you know – and then there was like guy. So this guy, and he was the coolest guy. You know, just like yeah, was, yeah. Offered me coffee when I showed up. Well, you know, because when you when you boil back to you, so you you think about the guy that did the you know catch me if you can story, mm-hmm, the guy mm-hmm, that did mm-hmm. the 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 uh, check fraud. You you've got like I said, DB Cooper, which there's another special on on Netflix that talks about DB Cooper. Um, that's another one that you might want to watch. Um, what's the other one? Public Enemy. You're talking about you know back before the fbi was really the fbi like they you know the whole reason why in the 20s and 30s those gangsters were able to be so successful was law enforcement just didn't have their act together like they didn't yeah there was no interagency networking they like and i'm talking about like this police station literally just didn't pick up the phone to call that police station like it was (laughs) just crazy out there like that you look at the chicago chicago in the 20s yeah. yeah It, and that to me just like blows my mind now now because obviously you know they're they're huge but but that stuff didn't always exist so there wasn't always you know a check crime or check fraud division or a you know like stuff like that or I'm sure they probably never seen something like this before you know defrauding sure. a international multi-billion dollar company out of you know, yeah, fast fast food restaurants, <laughs> like or what? quick services. They want to be called that. Right. Quick quick service restaurants. Yeah, it's go. it's uh, gotta be fascinating. And you're you're kind of hitting on law enforcement. And I kind of want to move us to the next uh, the yeah, next yeah. documentary because it kind of plays in the the uh, the uh, law enforcement. There's a line we all have to walk between how much we're going to be observed and right. how much security we expect yes right and the folks who observe to some degree we accept and then the question becomes what are they going to do with the information they're observing right Right. and so there's another documentary one i had recommended to you and i would love to hear your take on it called the great hack yep and this is this one was uh it came out on netflix i believe in 2019 and it's focused on the facebook slash cambridge analytica data scandal. So I want to catch everybody up if they don't know what that scandal is. Basically, there was this company, um, it was called SCL, right? And this company was a private research and strategic communications company. And what they did was right. they 
studied and influenced what's called mass behavior. And I, I've got some friends who have lived in that world. And what that means is, what can I do to make thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people do a thing? I want to create mass behavior. And so these folks kind of, their expertise was in that and psychological operations. They worked yeah. primarily with the military and, and political operations uh, in the 90s. And, you know, electioneering and stuff, how do I get certain people elected, all these things. So <clears throat> they opened a company called Cambridge Analytica. And the reason they opened that company was so that they could start doing electioneering business in yep. the United States of America. And so the whole reason that company existed was to come into the U.S. and say, can we make people in, in millions at a time do something we want them to do? Uh, and they started by working on Ted Cruz's campaign um, back in 2016 when uh, uh, Ted Cruz wanted to be president. So right. they, what was interesting in this is, is it was almost like they had a partnership with Facebook, right? Facebook right. was that level of player in this, even though the official relationship was not a business Correct. relationship. They never contacted Facebook and said, will you partner with us on this, right? But the level of integrations that ended up occurring were... yeah disturbing right because the amount of data they could mine from facebook just because facebook was was and still is to this day kind of a bad player and we'll cover more of that but right. is a bad player in that field right so what did you think of the the documentary what were your takeaways i it's it the last couple of episodes we've had discussions like this it's been good and bad for me because it's like it's good because it, it kind of opened your eyes to how things have been shaped but it's bad because it's opening your eyes to how things are shaped. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I mean, for me, the, the scariest thing is the fact that I would say 95% of the population out there doesn't understand how easily humans are manipulated. Sure. I, and, sure. And that's not just from a standpoint of social media. I mean, you're talking about, they grab, you know, they grab analytics on what language to use, what mannerisms to use, what facial expressions to use, what topics to focus, how to move somebody off of a, of a topic if, if it has become a test point for, you know, demographics of people, what demographics, like just on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Like sure. people don't understand that Analytica company, the depths that they went to and yeah. And I would beg to believe that some of that thought process was already in place with a lot of in political entities. Like, knowing how to act or how to speak in front of large groups of people is not something new. Like, that is sure. going back over a century. You know, politicians have researched back, not to go full dark, but, I mean, Adolf Hitler is <laughs> a perfect example of it. He knew yeah. Very charismatic. To, Exactly. He knew how to right. ramp up a crowd and, and, and hook that in. But this brought it to a whole new level because people use social media in a, well, social, I suppose, aspect. <laughs> yeah. But they're getting, they're getting farmed. They literally are getting farmed out there. And that, they really that's... I, I like how you said that, though. It's like Facebook got involved, but they didn't technically get involved. I think, honestly, that's why they're getting so much flame spraying right now is people that don't play that game, or maybe they want people to think they don't play that game, are trying to make it appear like they're trying to fight back at this crap because 
of past justice or whatever the case may yeah. be. But. Yeah, and in the case of this Cambridge Analytica stuff, the, the CEO, Alexander Nix, is on the, you know, they, they did some really good investigative reporting to make this documentary, and they had whistleblowers. Right. <clears throat> and so they had some folks who were, were helping who were inside these organizations. And right. the evidence is overwhelming, right, when you watch it. It's not, it's not watching some court, uh, ha, uh, you know, court situation where you have attorneys arguing this was <laughs> the ceo of the organization saying i am able to do these things i am yep. willing to do these things yep. and there is a price on these things yep. and they do lead uh, what was really interesting to watch you you brought up a really good point of how little people care yep. about this data because they don't think everyone thinks i can't be hoodwinked everyone yeah. thinks that yeah i spent eight years working in the ad firm industry and here's what i will promise you if I know enough about you, I can absolutely get you to buy something. Yeah. 100%, I can do that. And they're very good at it. Now, Cambridge Analytica weaponized it. And when I when I say weaponized it, I mean the formality they were, play, they were able to place around gathering that data and, and targeting yeah. it at a specific outcome was never before seen. They had used it during the uh, early 2000s in yeah. the developing world to influence how elections occurred. And they were extremely successful. In fact, to the point where their algorithms and software and everything they used was considered by the UK, which is where they were, a weapon of mass destruction <laughs> and was regulated. So they yeah, had this computer yeah. program, this software yeah. that is now regulated as a weapon of mass destruction because it was so effective. And we decided to, they did in some ways, if you're a super pragmatic person who doesn't care about the future of humanity, you would say, oh, they just tested the boundaries and they made a bunch of money doing it. Right? If you're someone who does care about the future of humanity, you would say that is skeezy. Right? So it really is yeah. getting into the conversation, which is going to be a huge part of what we're going to talk about all night tonight, yep. of the ethics around collection and usage of people's data. Right. And so this Cambridge Analytica, the great hack, if anyone is, is listening who is on the fence about watching it, I highly recommend watching it. Be ready to be skeezed out by some of these things. It is, like Hapa said, it is very... You're going to love it and hate it at the same time. It's going to cause those weird conflicts in yourself. And what you're experiencing is we don't know where we sit yeah. on ethics around this stuff yet. I think that's the biggest the biggest point that should be made here, too, is like, obviously, we're not trying to fear monger, but it, it, we're not going to be like, you know, the world is ending, sky is following, new world orders coming, or I'm not going to get into any of that. But, I mean, it's something that... I feel like more people need to kind of have at the forefront. It's like this is something that has been going on. I, this this story was, or the the documentary was in 2016, I think. But it, like you had said, I think it had started early 2000s, right? Um, and this also boils back to um, we talked about last podcast. I had asked you to go watch the show Vice, the movie Vice. I don't know if you yeah, got around to see it or not. I haven't. I've have not caught it yet. We'll do that next time. They literally talk about the case studies and study groups that they do to do something as simple as change global the, the words global warning to climate change. Oh sure, sure. The the words climate change just sound nicer than global warming, yeah, you know, right? Or you know, so you'll see some oh, there of the was a huge that changes. one has a huge that one had a huge breakout, right? Because yes. Al Gore started off with global warming yes. and there was a bunch of criticism, right? Around, you had the opportunity to make a message around this and you used global warming, which people would say is demonstrably false because yes. they don't feel it getting warmer. Yes. 
even though technically it was an accurate term. And so they had to rebrand it to climate change, uh, which which gives people less opportunity to, to kind of mentally just write it off. Right. And there's, you know, it does come down to a, a really interesting part of human psychology, which is you kind of have two systems of processing, one which is your autopilot and yep. one which you use to make difficult decisions. Yep. And we are naturally lazy creatures. And I don't mean that in a in a way to say, ah, oh, derogatory, lazy. No, we naturally will, we're animals at the end of the day and we will right. use as little energy as possible to right. achieve the outcome. And so your brain learns to do things like driving, you know, that time when you're, ah, oh, how did I end up here? Right? <laughs> I just drove my car and you don't think about it, but yeah. my 13 year old right. would be completely overwhelmed <laughs> mentally trying to drive a car. Right. So you've you've gotten to the point where you took a really difficult task, automated it, and you just run through it. And there's a whole lot of people that take advantage of that. And they know that brand recognition is a really easy way to get you to do that. And that's right. why we have people spending millions and millions and millions and billions of dollars on advertising. That's and that's what's driving some of these social media companies to say, yeah. I can sell more advertising because they they want to collect more data so they can tell advertisers, Oh, you know, this, this seven guy, he likes the White Sox. <laughs> you know, and how many times have people said, oh, I was sitting around talking to someone about getting a new car, and all of a sudden I'm getting advertisements about Toyotas. That's a real it, thing that definitely happens. 100%. Or, or you'll start getting ads for something that you definitely didn't. Now, this is going to be this little tinfoil hatty, and I apologize uh -oh. for this now. Uh oh but... Uh-oh. I've had I have a friend of mine that has that said, look, I've had advertisements on Facebook for products all of a sudden, and I've never Googled the product before, but I have definitely had a conversation about that product it, with a friend with my phone sitting right in front of me. And it is it is a thing, right? You won't convince me otherwise, but let's let's move into that portion of the conversation yeah, yeah. and talk more about it because the skeeziness of what <laughs> <laughs> of what you can do with this data and people just don't appreciate it. And I think what we want to do here today is not be doom and gloom, but we want to be like, Hey, be aware. Awareness. People need to be aware. Yeah. And if you're yeah. aware of it and you're cool with it, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you're aware. Cause I don't know how you're cool with it. If you are, sure. but be more aware. And so yeah. Facebook did an experiment back in 2012. I don't know if you, if you know about this or not, they did it on 689,000 Facebook users and they ran it for one week. And what they did was they modified people's timelines because they wanted to see if you would be sadder or happier based on your time. Oh, right. Yeah. And they wanted to see like, wow, is, is Hapa going to act differently if we show him only angry things? Right. Is Hapa going to act differently if we show him happy things? And there was a quote <clears throat> from one of the folks, one of the executives at Facebook. And I'm going to read this quote. At the same time, we were concerned that exposure to friends negativity might lead people to avoid visiting Facebook. So I'm going to read that one more time. At the same time, we were concerned that exposure to friends negativity might lead people to avoid visiting Facebook as if not visiting Facebook was some penultimate sin in your life. In other words, we will do literally anything to make you yeah. visit Facebook. Yeah. Up to and including lying about what your friends are saying. 100%. Dude. <laughs> this was 2012. This is yeah. 10 years ago. If you and if you think for one moment that's not going on then Because of course it is. Because of course it is. Well, and, and that goes right back to our our 
our original, you know, episode where we talked about Facebook has no, there's no income structure, no diversified in, income structure. Its literal job is to sell you stuff, to get you to get something, go after something. That's its yep. only thing it's got. So it has to be made almost like a drug. It has to be that thing that people, you know, where's my phone? Where's my, like, people get literal anxiety if their phone is not in the same room as them. It has to be that thing, right? That's the only way that their business model works. And somehow, I, mean, I don't even know, do we know what the numbers are, like, of people on Facebook now? Because they used to keep count of that stuff, right? They used to actually... Yeah, I think they still publish it somewhere. I, I don't have it in yeah. front of me, but I, I know they do publish it. You know, Mark Zuckerberg created it to creep on girls at Harvard. And that was the reason that that was the reason the thing got built in the first place. Which I, right there, it hasn't really gone much further than that. Eight five billion people on Facebook. Two point eight five billion. You said with a B. That's that's a lot of people. The population in the United States is something like five hundred million right 2.8 oh the population of earth is like what six and a half billion something like that so you're talking a third of the population of the planet what is the population of earth i gotta look that up now what is the population of earth 7.753 billion there we go so, so we're getting closer to eight now wow we're, we're we gotta be careful yeah, there's a lot of people, man. Not according to our Lord and Savior Elon Musk. Everybody needs to get out and start having children, though. Not according to him. There's not enough people. Well, having he's trying babies. to he's trying to populate six planets. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> On his own, <laughs> but because just with the Musks, mm -hmm. the Muskins, so you're, so, Muskins. <laughs> so you're talking over a third of the planet is on Facebook. So now let me ask you this question, Happen. Oh, Lord. If I knew everything there is to know, if I knew every friend, every social connection you had, every cousin, every aunt, every, every mom, dad, son, daughter, relationship, whatever. Sure. If I knew when you were dating someone, if I knew when you were sad, if I knew when you were happy, and I had 50,000 data points about half the planet, a third of the planet, and I really didn't care about anything but money. I feel like I could find a way to make money off that. A hundred percent. But the flip side is, is let, let's remove the entire money-making part of, of it. Let's literally just talk privacy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, sure. So I don't, remember, damned, right? I don't remember where I read it, but there was a young girl... She was, I think, 16, right? And her parents found out that she was pregnant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a, yeah, I know this story. Yeah. Go ahead. Be because social media was literally farming her surf data, looking up whatever you might need to look up, right? If you're a mom that's worried you might be pregnant and or like looking at what you need to do ahead of the time, what I need to buy, you know, all these things. Right. The search history, the search history and all that started focusing ads towards prenatal stuff. 
and that's what got the parents into digging into finding out that their daughter was pregnant. So they found out that their daughter was pregnant before the daughter even told the parents. Like, And chances are, if I'm being honest, chances are social media or the internet or the whatever, the machine which runs this stuff, knew she was pregnant before she did. 100%. She starts searching on, you know, oh, I was, I was nauseated this morning. Or, you know, whatever the case may be, and it's like, I know why you were nauseated. Oh, my God. Oh man, now it's going down a totally different rabbit hole. Cause I, so I told, I think I told you there was a sci-fi uh, uh, channel on YouTube that I was watching called Dust, and it's a, it's a just you, a collaboration. You have not told me about this. Okay, so Dust is an awesome YouTube channel. It's literally a mixture of shorts from indie show production companies everything from digital video to like if you've ever seen love uh, what was it love death and robots on netflix oh yeah yeah I've seen think, that. think about that but expand it 500 episodes or something like that like it's wow okay. totally random stuff anyway there's one on there specifically that is a it's a uh doctor's booth you literally go in it's a it's a computer the computer scans you it goes off your search history it scans your eyes and and stuff and it can tell you whether you're sick or not based off of all of that and so it's like oh crap like what if that's where we're headed where we don't even like we depersonalize some of this stuff i mean if you're just a data point at what point do we say no no more no stop i I mean, I said it quite a while back. You know, I haven't used yeah. Facebook for yes, some time. Yeah. Um, I still have accounts, right? And and if you're going to do anything like, let's say, be in a band, you know, and try to get people out to shows, Facebook is still a very effective place to go to say, hey, there's yeah. an event coming up. And there's, and I don't want to bag on it. Let's, let's, let's take a moment and make sure that we don't just completely bag on it because there's an awful lot of people that I would be able to stay in touch with sure. who I would otherwise lose contact with if not for Facebook. Because Twitter is not an effective replacement for that. Right. So there are things that Facebook has done for the world which have made it a better place. And the question is, where does the weight fall, right? When you, If you balance the scales. And a lot of it, to me, falls a little bit to intent. And some of these things that we're talking about kind of show an underlying intent, which is not pure. Right. I'm not here to do... I'm. Hey, yes, we're making a ton of money, much less now, right? The Q2 earnings are out, and they missed by a bunch. Yeah. Um, they came out, I think, last week they came out. And so Facebook has missed by missed their targets by even more than they thought they were going to miss their targets. And they're not making as much money as they want. A lot of that's the investment in Meta, fine. Right. But at the end of the day, they were making so much money that they didn't have to have all of this, or presumptively they wouldn't have had to have all of this geezy stuff, right? The, the, the greed yeah. is so high. It is It is so... Um, pervasive that it, it undoes a lot of the good that you could point to and say, hey, that was a really good thing. You did a really good thing. You could point to a lot of those things. But the greed makes the way the data gets used, how much of it gets taken. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about um, we're talking about you know, things like patient health data. Right. This article that you sent me. Yep. And you're starting to get into the things where it's like you're taking data to a whole new level yeah. of of how much you're willing to collect because no one has stopped you from collecting things in the past. And that's right? what All it boils these down to, about. right? That's what it boils down to. Nobody, well, I, I shouldn't say nobody. Nobody's been able to get it to stick, the, the stop 
to get it to stick on social media, at least here in the States, right? Other countries... That's fair. That's fair. The ha- EU has done much better. Other countries have put laws in place. That shit won't fly, which I think is actually a double-edged sword because I feel like that has driven them to push into us more because they know we're they're getting more money out of us. You know what I mean? Mm, I got you. I got you. So that's, yeah, it's, a, it's still a better pool to draw from. Right. So... You get to a point where, you know, we, we've had a cup captive audience for two, two and a half years or whatever the case may be during the pandemic. Well, it's like, you know, if they know little little Johnny it has a penchant for X product, well, I, I'll just start, you know, advertising X product and you get it next day from Amazon. Like, you know, sure. like and now now we're, they're making money and, and they've had so much money rolling in because they've had a captive audience. It, I think it drove them to this point where they're like, we don't need to diversify, you know, which, which is what we've talked about. And now they're at a point where people are actually like, oh, shit, there's an outside outside. Like they're, start- <laughs> <laughs> they're starting to break away from that captivity. And so now people aren't looking at their phones. Hope I hope as much as they might. Right. Like, well, back to the original, like the quote I started with at the same time. We were concerned that exposure to friends' negativity might lead people to avoid visiting yeah. Facebook. And so Facebook is going to do everything Facebook can do. They're going to come up with new ways <sighs> to try and keep you from not looking. You know, the, there are some other documentaries out there, and I can, look, I can look up the names of them. But they really go into the details of how that algorithm works. And there was this really fascinating time in front of Congress when Facebook was attempting to represent how the algorithm works. And right. they don't know. And yeah. that's how artificial te- intelligence works, right? Artificial intelligence, machine learning, all these things. It's just fancy, right? You start off with an alg- a heuristic algorithm and you say, hey, look, this is, I want to, you know, two plus two equals four. Yeah. Well, you tell the machine, you let me know if two and two never equals four, right? And the machine starts learning through observation and data points. And it uses features, right? Features are the, the things like HAPA's wearing a ball cap. Ball cap's a feature of HAPA, right? Like I start looking at this stuff yeah. and the machine starts saying, you know how I should, I should look at HAPA a different way. Once you've unleashed that and become, and you've said, okay, this is the way we do business now. Once you've unleashed that, there is no going back. Yeah. There is no going back to the point because Facebook used to be, and Twitter was, and I loved Twitter when it was this. It was literally your friends in order yeah. of what they posted. Yeah. Nothing more. That yeah. was where both of these things started. Not anymore. No. And so now if you and I, let's say you and I had the exact same set of friends on Facebook. Let's say we did that. We, and actually, we could set up this experiment. I've done it before. But let's say we set up this experiment. We have the exact same set of friends. You know we will have a different feed. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that should be terrifying. Why would we... Why is it... It's Why would a social media site want to show two people with an identical friend set different feeds? Well, it's to sell you something. It's to make you act a certain way. It's to make you take a, be, a behavior you may not otherwise take. And it could be as something as simple as is they know that X store doesn't exist where you live, but it exists where I live. So now you need to get an advertisement for this, maybe even the same product, but a different store. Because it's geolocated. It, it's, it, it really is. At what point? All right, we're not there yet, or we haven't proven we're there yet. And I'm not going to say we are. Right. But at what point do fake friends start popping up? I, I mean, how... I don't want to. I don't want to. Again, go into the gloom, gloom and doom, but they do exist. 
because there's literally bots out there creating accounts and sending you emails and sending you messages, DMs, and and what have you. They exist already, you know. So the thing that drove me away from Facebook, I'll give you, I'll give you a little story, right? Or story time with Uncle Seven, right? But I'll give you this story <laughs> that what made me realize that we had gone too far, and I was in the advertising industry at the time, so it was, you know. I was seeing a lot of this kind of trending that way. Sure. And on Facebook, I got a message from someone. And they had the same last name as me. And they were in a country that I have a very rare last name. You know this. Very rare. And, in fact, if you ever meet anyone with my last name, we are related. And so they, they had the same last name as me. And they were in a country where I knew some of my family had moved to a generation back. Right. And so this this Facebook this Facebook account hits me up and it's well formed. You go look at the page and it's you know, sure. they got pictures of kids and and, and, right. and places and all this stuff. And so this account hits me up, and they're like, "Hey, seven, it's not my real name, but hey, <laughs> damn it, he just broke the illusion." Yeah. I dox myself, but hey, seven here you know, here is I, I am Uncle whatever. I live in this country, yeah. and your aunt whatever same last name has had a medical issue right and i am looking to get in touch with cousin right who i do know who is legitimate an actual human Oof. being and i need three hundred dollars for the flight it almost got me now my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my mother-in-laws, all these people, they got them. I promise you. So I, I saw that and was, was, it really struck me. You, if you can fake it to that level, whereas someone who knows a ton about this stuff, it, it, it was a moment where I was like, that might actually be real. There's no way that's real. Yeah. If you can fake it to that level, why aren't more people concerned? Because that's what getting someone's data, when you say, I don't care. And sometimes people, I don't care if you advertise me a couch. Who cares? I'm not going to click on it. Who cares? I have yeah, ad blocker. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah, yeah. That's not necessarily what we're talking about. Yes. That's exactly. the surface. That's what you know about. So when I saw that, I thought, how can people not be terrified of this? You know, I mean, they, there's a lot of people when you get that sort of situation. And it wasn't, if you go back and look at the data, it's not that hard to fake it. Sure. Given the data sure. that that site has yeah. about me. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you don't have everything, if you, if you're not a private person, if you're not somebody that, that like you put all that stuff on there because Facebook is this, you know, the outlet, the way that you can connect to family and friends and you can see all those connections, you know, and you get to a point where you're like, you know, third cousin, fourth removed, you know, and they can put that on Facebook. Of course, that that's the inevitable end to means. But I don't think I don't think it's a people being blind to this. I think it's people just don't want to deal with it. Hmm. I think I think you get to a point where people are like, well, uh, yeah, partially. I, I also think it may be a, a, a bit of a situation where the average person maybe is like, um, well, I can't prevent it. I can't. What do I this. even do about it? That kind of thing. You know, hmm. 
like like I get every now and then uh, something in the mail, right? Uh, 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 you're pre-qualified, blah, 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 blah. It's my first name, but my name only has one S, but they spell my name with four S's in a row. Like, I instantly know when I see that, that's a shred. That's just a straight-to-shred pile. You know what right. I mean? So it's like... Oh, the straight-to-shred. The good old yeah. STS. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're straight-to-shred pile. But I'm like, I feel like that's a, a, a very possible thing. It's, and it goes back to the laziness thing. What's my least amount of effort? People are too worried about they got to get out there and, and make enough money to pay the mortgage or or what my kid's college or whatever the hell they're doing to focus on this. And I think that's like this is that's why this is social media overall is like the biggest rope a dope that's ever occurred. Right. Because everyone else has all their crap they got to deal with. They can't be worried about this. They just see this as something that's innocuous, and if it turns out to be nefarious, well, crap, it's a little too late. My whole life's out there, <laughs> like, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, and it is, It is unfortunately, right, evidence points to, and, and I'm bagging on Facebook on this, right? There's times when I'm... I, I mean, they're, say, the, I'm they're, the they're the one that started it. They're the one that started it. And they're bad actors, right? They yeah. have been proven time and again yes. that they are not just happenstanced into this. They are, are complicit at best. Um, they they are involved at worst, right? The Cambridge Analytica, back to that thing, right? Yeah. Maybe you could have written that off. Oh, they are collecting all this data, and Cambridge Analytica just mined it. Why, if you hadn't collected all that data, it wouldn't have been there to mine, yeah. right? And your greed drove you drove you to have all this data, and you were the only you're the only thing on earth that can collect it. And there was nothing no has, other reason to do it other than what you're doing. There's nothing but greed to drive that collection. Yes. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and it's insatiable. And for whatever reason, Instagram is owned by Facebook, right? WhatsApp is owned by Facebook, and for whatever reason, we continue to feed yeah. this beast. Yes, there are options out there. If you want to use, uh, and I'm going to throw some out there because we're going to, I'm going to transition us into the next part. But there are options if you want to do, if you want to use a messenger. Don't use Facebook Messenger. Use something else. Well, my friends are on Facebook. Well, be the be the change you want to see in the world, right? Go out and say, hey, why don't we use Signal? That's my personal favorite. My God, if you if you want to be super paranoid, use Threema for crying out loud. There are options out there for these things. Um, or use Telegram. Just get off of yep. Facebook's platform yep. because yep. Facebook is the largest data siphon in history. And we don't yet know the ethics around, or we haven't settled on the ethics around what it means when you collect that much data and how you should handle it. Yeah. And so the medical collection. That's scary to me. You, you take all this stuff and add it up, right? So we were just talking about the social. We're yeah. just talking about the social data collection yeah. at this point. But now this article that you, you, you sent me is they're getting sued. And I'm going to read the headline. I want you to talk about yeah. the article. I think you've read it more than I have. Yep. But here's the headline from, in, this is posted on businessinsider.com. Meta is being sued for giving United States hospitals a data tracking tool yep. that allegedly ended up disclosing patient information to Facebook. So hit that again. And again, this is from Insider, Business Insider. Meta is being sued for giving U.S. hospitals a data tracking tool that allegedly ended up disclosing patient information to Facebook. And, and where all this rolls back to, folks, is HIPAA. Okay, HIPAA specifically, oh my goodness. The, the the law set 
of HIPAA specifically is, you know, if something is wrong with me medically, unless I sign a waiver to state it is okay to release my medical information to X, Y, and Z, it's illegal to do so. Period. It doesn't matter if I'm, yeah. if I'm actually dying of something. If I say you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to. And I was actually in the uh, medical industry in 1996 when this came out. And HIPAA, especially for our huge. friends who aren't, aren't in the United States of America, I know yeah. that you all are like, Oh, that's normal. No, 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 not yeah, yet. Yeah. No, no, so, no, 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 no. <laughs> so that's here one of the we, few we have that some... we we're actually very OCD with is HIPAA specifically. We we finally got it right, uh, you know, on something. <laughs> and this is it's the if you ever want to look it up, it's the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. And what had occurred is there was irresponsible sharing of 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 client yep. or patient information between yep. the medical industry and other places. And so the United States government stepped in. And uh, Congress signed it into law. Bill Clinton was in office, and this was in, uh, in 1996. And so it's the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. We call it HIPAA. And you have to get certifications if you're in that world of how you handle someone's data. So if, if I find out, you know, every job you have, if you're a manager, if I find out that HAPA has some sort of medical condition, that is considered confidential. And I am legally required not to communicate that unless I have written permission to specifically communicate it to the party I'm communicating with. In other words, you can't give me permission. Yep. Yep. You know, if, if HAPA has a medical condition, there is no point where HAPA signs over and says, yeah, but Seven can talk about it to anyone he wants to. So unlike yeah. power of attorney and some of these other yeah. things, it is limited yep. to make sure that if you give me that permission, I only have that permission for that one instance. Yes. So it is a... It is one of, happen. you may agree with me, the most restrictive privacy Easily. laws Easily. that the U.S. has in place. And so I'll tell now you, we're talking about Facebook just being like, yeah. <laughs> they don't that. Care. They don't care. I'll tell you, when, when I was a recruiter for the United States Navy, just to, to get permission, because a, a kid could come in and lie completely about their medical, medical history. Mm -hmm, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, we would have sure. to have them sign a HIPAA release, and if they were under the age of 18, their parents have to sign a HIPAA release so we could go pull medical records. And then I wasn't even allowed to look at them. It had to be a medical professional in the United States Navy mm. that would look at their, their records and determine them yay or nay. Um, the biggest thing that I read in this, and it's in like the, the second or, or third paragraph of this article. Okay, this is what blows me away. Perfect. The complaint says that these... Hospitals used the MetaPixel tool, which then assessed patients' password-protected portals and shared sensitive health information that Meta then sold to Facebook advertisers. So you're talking about... Let's backtrack this, and I don't know if you, how much you've had to deal with this before, but being in the military, you know, my healthcare portal is that... 13 character uppercase lowercase number can't sure, be any sure. of your last 15 that insane seems secure site not secure like because facebook selling... by design yes by design this is not in this not accidental this is by design this is what it is built to do it has no other function as a piece of software yeah and I'm going to promise you that somebody at, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it's Pfizer or anybody else, but somebody at, I'll just say Pfizer because that's really the only pharmaceutical company that I can think of off the top of my head. This comes to head. 
said Facebook, I'll give you. We're, we're, we're limited. We're limited. We're like, we come up with Pfizer. That's about all yeah, we do there. Whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> but, but they said, here, Facebook, I'll give you $300 million if you release 100 million names of people that use medications. And what medications to me? Of course they're going to jump on that if they can grab the data somehow. Why would they not? And I don't know if it's that. It's terrifying, that, dude. Like it's it to me. That's terrifying. The the thing that scares me, okay, about this paired with the legal system here in the United States, I can almost guarantee you this lawsuit's not going to go anywhere. I bet you. I bet you it won't go anywhere. I bet you it'll be settled out of court or something. It'll never, and you'll That's never fair. hear anything about it again. That's fair. It would require a federal, yes, prosecution. Who is? Let's see. Who's suing? I didn't. Yeah, that I don't remember. Filed last week in the Northern District of California is the second such lawsuit that accuses U.S. hospitals of providing Meta with sensitive patient information and violating HIPAA. Uh, the Verge originally reported the suit earlier Tuesday. The complaint says that these hospitals use Meta's Pixel tool. That's what you just read. Uh, it does not say who filed it. Okay. No. But what scares so, me, the lawsuit accuses Meta of knowingly collecting the sensitive medical data from healthcare websites. So they're right. not even... No, they're right. grabbing it off of a third-party website. Not even Yeah, yeah no, this is not... No, this is not their site. And if anyone wants to know how this works, Google has something similar. And we give Google a free pass a lot of times. So yep. We should not. Yep. Um, they are they are in the exact same boat as Facebook. However, they do have a more diversified platform. However, their advertising tools are, are, this, are similar. And so yep. the way this works is if you're building a website, there's a, a snippet of code that you copy and you paste on your website in the code. And it runs invisibly. And what it lets you do is you can now go to Facebook and say, who's using my site? How are they using it? What are they clicking on? All this stuff. It's very common. Google Analytics is the most common. Yeah. Yeah. And so you take it, you put it on your site. This is in and of itself not something that is bad. Yeah. The collecting of the extra data, however, is criminal. Yes. Demonstrably criminal. But are we going to do anything about it? I would, I you know, I certainly hope we do, but I would. I've had Wait, that, is hope that many times is, before. Is that, is, is that thought process in the realm of like I hope my play doesn't crash? Kinda, it, kinda. it really is. As we're as we're as we're in flames and both engines are <laughs> fell off the wings. Yes, yeah, it is very much that. You know, as I've seen Zuckerberg, you know, doing his little lizard uh, oh, his lizard God. man impersonation in front of Congress. Um, you know, until we stop these these companies and we say. We've had, you know, this is not how ethically we treat people's data. Right. Uh, we, as a society, we're going to have to kind of step up. And our octogenarians in office are not going to do that uh -oh. because cars are still new tech to them. So <laughs> we're going to. <laughs> and so, you know, we have a generational responsibility with my and your generation, right? And definitely the one that follows us to say, we've invented this. It did bring some good to the world. It has the capability for enormous amounts of damage. Um, it can be misused, yeah. and what we have proven that in the opportunity, um, the fact that it can be misused, this is, this is. You know, I've said it before on this podcast. 
it, you, the, the game, Team Fortress 2, right? The sniper yeah. video, I always go back to it. He says, as long as there are two people left on Earth, someone's going to want someone else dead. Totally. And so yeah. if something can be misused to the demise of one set of humans and the benefit of another, human beings will do that thing. Yeah. And so we can't be trusted. <laughs> you know, um, and Facebook is the, at this point, well, until this point, right? Oh. So... <laughs> Sorry, I have to go to the next one. But no, yeah. Facebook, to this point, has been yep. far and away the worst actor. It's not even a close second place. Now, I wonder though, are, that's have changing. they been though? <laughs> I wonder though if if, yeah. if if that's true though. I want well think about. Okay, well I'll let you. Let's talk about. Let, let, let me. Let you no, no, no. I want to hear that thought. Let's, let's stay with that well, thought. We got some time. Let's go with that thought. So we're going to talk about TikTok next. <laughs> okay. I'll just I'll throw it out there. Spoiler alert. Spoiler right. alert. TikTok. So 2.3 billion people use Facebook. Okay. I don't yeah. know what the yeah. what's the number on TikTok now. Oh, let's find out. It's a good question. Really good question. One I want to compare this to something. One billion. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do Twitter. I'm going to say no significantly what. less. Yeah, no matter what Elon Musk says, they're not all bots. Right. About a quarter of them. Uh, <laughs> Jack Dorsey. I don't need 400 paragraphs to, to know this one piece of information, man. Do you not know? Do you not? 206 million users access Twitter daily. So yeah, in 2019, Twitter's audience counted approximately 290 million people. So much they are, they are believing 340 to 375 million by 2024. Great. So much, much smaller. It's not even in the same yeah. realm. Yeah. So 1 billion people on TikTok. But I'm willing to believe that that number is completely and wholeheartedly off because I, th I feel like the it, it grows every week. Okay. Where this came does, from... Yeah. Um, because Seven and I keep going down this rabbit hole of, you know, social media is evil. <laughs> we kind of <laughs> did get off on that. It was not planned, I promise. Neither one of us started not. there. I, to be clear, this whole subject to me is just completely, in, like, it's interesting that we have all been duped into this, myself included. I have Instagram. I have Twitter. I have well, Facebook. Sure. Yeah, I, and I won't probably ever get rid of them until I see Facebook says, something on, like a notification that says you seem a little stressed there's a blue pill in your medicine cabinet okay <laughs> then i might be like all right well let's unsubscribe all right that might not be a good idea <laughs> that was a step too far Zuck. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, but, so i i much to this my own chagrin okay um many of you know i'm friends with karmatica her and i have been friends for uh going on i think three or four years but she, i consider her a very close friend she is on tiktok she'll send me send me clips of tiktok every now and then you could watch these clips without having a tiktok account but i have right. thought about starting a tiktok for the content creation side of the house right for my, my sure. apple fodder stuff but something that has Maybe it's the old guy in me, the grumpy old get off my lawn guy. I don't know. I've started reading the terms and services of these mm -hmm, applications mm -hmm. before I mm -hmm. saw. And I'll tell you, I started reading 
TikTok's terms of services, and it scared the shit out of me. And I think yeah. about right about that time, I posted on Twitter. Um, and I, as soon as I posted on Twitter, Joe Rogan, there was a video Joe Rogan did on the same exact topic. No connection whatsoever. This just happened to be perfect timing. And he talks about this. There's videos out there. If you get a chance, just just Google, Google, back on social media again, uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe Rogan, TikTok, Terms of Services. How about, how about you duck, duck, go instead? Let's do that. Right? The, the, when you click OK on the Terms of Service and any application you download or any program you install on your computer, all of these things have a Terms of Services or a EULA, right, end user license agreement. You're agreeing to X, Y, and Z. TikTok's terms of service at EULA, what you're clicking OK to for TikTok to gather from your, just your phone alone, okay, scared the shit out of me to the point where I was like, yeah, I'm never going to TikTok ever again. Never. So you did not get the account? You, no, you hell stopped. no. I, so you, you were I, I thinking about off of their freaking terms of service because I was scared they were collecting my data. <laughs> okay, so so like like I was talk, talking about earlier, you know, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, when you have a band, and I, I usually was the guy in the band who handled all the business side of stuff. Sure. And in that realm, you almost had to have the, all of these social media yes. accounts. If you're a public persona, yes, you almost have to have it. And so leading up to that, you're saying... Because you are a public person um, through through jobs, through being a content creator, yeah. through you know being a, a partner on Twitch, right? Like you're you're you have a fairly public persona in an awful lot of ways. You looked at TikTok and thought, you know, and everyone tells us this, right? As content creators, we hear it all the time. Well, this is where the what are they, oh, this is where the engagement is. This is discoverability. They start throwing these words out there. So you got to that point and you said, "All right, cool. I'm going to read the terms of service." Yeah. And something went off in half a father's brain that said, you know what? It broke me. I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. Well, to be clear, I'm wondering how many big name content creators or actors, actresses or whatever have. This is my, you know, Demi Lovato phone. And then this <laughs> is my this is my whatever her actual name is. phone. Yeah. Most you know, of them are not actually the people. Right. So. So, so the, to be clear, there, you know, I'm I'm small beans, like compared. So, for me, it's a much bigger buy-in because those people have this probably have. I can't say that for certain because who knows? Jennifer Aniston might be as jacked up as as the tabloids say she is, and and who knows? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Specific. Well, I, would, I gotta. I gotta see what Jennifer. Aniston that's my future. Too. That's my future ex-wife, man. Come on down. You heard Justin okay, Bieber. Right. When, when they come around, <laughs> things are gonna line up. It's gonna be glorious. Anyway, but, <laughs> but but for me, not so much because when I look at content creators, I see the ones that I follow that are big. They've got all yeah. the things, right? They've got Instagram, sure they've they got a Facebook, they've got a TikTok, they've got a this, they've got a that, and so on and so forth. So I'm thinking, okay, well, maximum exposure is important here. So I'm not trying to be big, but I'm definitely trying to to gather, get a bigger viewpoint to have more people find me, right? Sure. And the things that TikTok gathers, okay, 
because Carmatica and I got in a specific conversation about this and she didn't read the terms of service. I don't know if she has or not. I can't say that. Um, I compared specifically Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. TikTok right. is the most invasive yeah. application or site that I have ever come across. And when I say most invasive, you literally give TikTok permission to search your mobile device, download yep. everything that's on here that you think it is is safe, so selfies, dick pics, whatever you said it on this thing, <laughs> and give them access and availability to use. Yeah. They know where you are. They know when you're on. They know your habits of – now, your habits of when you use your phone, all of them know that. They all know sure they do. Sure. that stuff. But um, I think one of the things that really caught me off guard was um, – and I and I know this is also fairly normal for me, for all of them too, but like IP data, device IDs, your um, – what's the, the words I'm, I'm trying to – the words allure, elude me. But either way – the list that they had, and I'm trying to find to read it to you, um, is I, it scared the crap out of me. Like I was just like, well, there's there's been an app. So there was this this conversation occurred, and I, and and I'm not gonna fanboy on this as much as I might want to in some scenarios. There was a conversation that happened back in 2019, and yeah. I don't know if you recall it or seeing any news about it. It was a big deal in my world, but it was Facebook's Onavo application, and so what okay. they were doing is Facebook had released this this application, right? This app, mobile app that you could download. And this mobile app would pay you to let you feed them everything from your phone. And so it would pay you five bucks. Sure. And you could get, basically what you did is you said, I don't care if you record me all the time. I don't care if you, you do whatever. Everything on my phone is yours for five bucks. And people signed up. And so Apple, the problem is, and where Apple, Apple, this is where Apple started there. You know, this was as, as Steve Jobs is, is, is gone right. now and Tim Cook is taking over and Tim Cook's looking for, hey, how do I make Apple stand right. out? And they chose privacy, right? That's the thing they've chosen. And I know some people are very, you know, frankly, they're, they're, um, they're calling bullshit on it. And, and I will tell you, you know, as someone who lives in that world, Apple's way better at it than anybody else. Are they perfect? No. But they're not they're not selling your data to advertisers, and so Apple found that primarily the people who signed up were getting the five bucks were underage, and so they were able to take a stand. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit! Right, and so Apple was able to take a stand and say we're banning that app. Yeah. And if you recall, there was this whole thing that exploded from that moment, in when the Apple when Apple said in the App Store we're going to get rid of Facebook. Right, sure. we're going to get rid of things from Facebook. Yeah, I remember and Facebook that. Facebook was yeah. furious about it. And now Google has followed suit. And so we have, we're, we're actually getting into, it's it's new, right? As in the past few weeks, app store developers are having to follow new rules and meet new guidelines. And so it's, the Google and Apple took some time. They did, they cornered the market on mobile devices and they took some time and said, how do we make this better? And honestly, Google followed suit. I wish they had been, you know, right up there with Apple. I wish they would form yeah, like a, yeah. a unification and say yeah. this is the ethics of this thing. They haven't done that yet. Um, I doubt they will. But it, the fact is, that's how deep it was going. Well, okay, I'm saying all that to say, TikTok came out and said, "Yeah, we're gonna do that too." 
course. You know, and and because they had some different verbiage yeah. in who could use the app. Yeah, yeah. And because they weren't actually issuing, here's five bucks, they've been able to get away with saying, yeah, no, gonna we're going to collect literally everything. Yeah. And yeah. I, it, it terrifies me. Let me tell you why TikTok terrifies me. So the terms of service, I'm with you, 100%. They don't have as many of the data points as, as Facebook has. Okay, so they don't have as many of the hard data points on relationships and things of that nature. It's not sure, built the same way. Sure. However, yeah. in a world which now has deep fakes, yes. they have something more valuable. They have, they your, have your, face, your image. They yeah. have your likeness. Yes. And they I, can use it for anything they want to use it for. You have signed it away. You've signed yeah. away your likeness. Yeah. yeah. Well, and to be clear, that was that was the thing I told Carmatica. It was like it wasn't so much the list of things. It, the language that was was used, okay, it's going to sound stupid, but as a Navy chief, one of the things that I, I learned very quickly was you had to be a thesaurus because words hurt. <laughs> words words are a thing, right? Words, and, words have meaning. Yeah, they 100% do. And I'll tell you, it, it wasn't so much the list of things that they gather from you, but the language that they utilized – to state these things scared the crap out of me. It really did. And it essentially, if you were to take their entire terms of service and, and, and mash it into a sentence, they basically say, if you use the app, we own you. Period. Yes, yes. There is a, there's an interesting, and, and I will point at something, I've reviewed a lot of contracts in my time. And what I'll tell you is, in number one, which is your relationship with us under the TikTok agreement. TikTok agreement. Yep. There's an entire conversation about arbitration. Yep. Uh, arbitration is waiving your right to a court. Arbitration is saying, if I have a disagreement with this organization, we will decide this by way of arbiter. Yep. In other words, a person. Yep. Not a jury. And there's another thing in there in this, this terms of service, which is... They are indemnified, which means they are no longer they they are not to be held to. So they are indemnified from class action suits. Yeah, There's, they're in other words, they're free of all wrongdoing. You can't come at them for anything. If you do, we're not going to court. We're going to have an arbiter. Guess who gets to appoint the arbiter? Yeah. You th if you think for one moment that's you, that's wrong. That's what we call in the Navy NJP or non. Judicial punishment. There you go. Yeah. No judgment. There you go. That's yep. And so any agreement, I would just encourage anyone who's who's entering into contracts or looking at contracts who are not accustomed with that. Arbitration is not something you generally want to say. Yeah. I sign I waive my rights to to anything other than a decision by arbitration. Because if you do yeah. that, um you're really betting on one your ability to impact one person's opinion of a situation. And you're not looking at, you know, a court. You're not looking at a jury of 12 people. Um, there's a lot of reasons you don't necessarily want to say arbitration is how we will decide these things. Companies do want that. They always do. They're right. Always Companies going are going to, to want that. Yeah. But as an individual, yeah. you usually are not, and I'm not an attorney, right? Don't go find an attorney if you have that question. Sure. But arbitration in general is, is the thing you should be cautious about when you see, hey, <laughs> item number one is arbitration. That's and, why and you always sense. see things it. like the, you know, uh, 
not to go completely outside the box, but like the companies that were dumping toxic waste into rivers were to the point where rivers mm-hmm. were on fire or people were getting cancers from water supplies because companies were dumping like none of that shit ever got. Do you have any. So do you know, you know where I grew up? Or you just say you're just saying that that's just an example out of your yeah. head, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I literally grew up in one of those communities. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, uh, future podcast. But yeah, absolutely, yeah. you're 100 percent right. Because the will just come in and be like, "Look, I'll give you a million dollars if you just shut the hell up." Essentially, and you have you, you have entire families. You know, there's stories in my neighborhood, right, um, where I grew up. There's a story of a woman that eight kids, all eight died of cancer. You know what? That's Jesus not normal, Christ. guys. Right? Like that's not a normal thing. So yeah, yeah. you're right. They they come in and they have a legal agreement of indemnification, and they yeah. say we're going to solve these problems through. We make a hundred million dollars a day. <laughs> what yeah, a we, ridiculous yeah, number it you're is! You're literally not going to affect us, right? So we will pay you ten million to shut up. Yeah, and it works. It unfortunately works. You know, there's a a thing we talked about, and I want to talk about TikTok and, and Facebook and kind of a combination here with Google. There's a thing we talked about, I believe, in the pilot podcast. But uh, you know, if you want to go back, if anyone wants to go back and reference that, which was these large tech companies, and TikTok is becoming one these large tech companies tend to buy competition only to shut it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you really do have a situation where if you create an organization, let's say me and Hapa got out there and we wanted to create something really awesome because this happened with Instagram. Instagram is a fantastic example of this. Instagram was not created by Facebook. The founders of Instagram created it very specifically not to be part of Facebook. But eventually Facebook shows up and Mark Zuckerberg walks in. Money is (laughs) literally literally generating out of his ears like a golden yep. goose. Yep. And he's like, I'll give you what you want. They sold Instagram. Now, during that process, they were made certain promises yep. that weren't over the long term kept because Facebook had an issue and they knew it. And Facebook could not compete with TikTok or yep. companies like that because at the time it wasn't TikTok, it was Snapchat. Right. So they were looking at how do we get images of human beings because they want to do to do facial recognition. And anyone who doubts anything I'm saying right now, how many times have you looked at Facebook and it said, is this you? Right. How does Facebook know what you look like? That is ridiculous. Well, It can so look at a picture and can say, is this you in this picture? Look at Snapchat. All the filters Absolutely. that Snapchat do, does. It literally scans your face. And anybody that has played any video game today that has... Facial recognition. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same exact thing. It literally scans your face in sections yep. and will actually match you up. And that's exactly how they do it. I mean, it's like, it it's a, it's the same thing if you go back to like Napster. Back in the day, it got bought out by this company that got bought out by that company that got bought out. Oh, no, no, Napster's still out. around, dude. Oh, Lord. Nap- Napster is still around. Let me tell you something about Napster. You remember what they went through because you were bringing them yeah. up. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Did you know that Napster pays artists more than any other streaming service? I had The no Napster clue. that exists today? So there was a legal ramification for what Napster did, which was legitimately spread people's music for $0. zero oh, 100%. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. They, they, they stole everyone's stuff. But they got right. legally, they got legally, you know, taken a task over it. Right. And now you have what would be an exemplary actor in the field. So legal, taking people to task legally seems to have so that so that was a feel-good ending at the end of the day yeah i think that was as close as we're gonna get fair 
<laughs> I think so Sean Fanning. Sean Fanning. Yeah, Fanning was an RX-7 guy. I was an RX-7 guy. We happened to be on some of the same news groups back when Napster was a thing. Like, it, it was innocuous. It wasn't intended to be what it turned out to be. It was, sure. I want to share some music with my friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. It blew up. Blew up, and, yeah. And the same thing, you know, and to some degree, I, I would say other, you know, social media sites, we've been talking about this. The power they have, Hapa, is how many people are participating actively. 100%. That's the power they have. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you say that, but so 2.8 billion people globally are participating in Facebook, but all of them are, including myself, I will 100% admit, I am one of those sheep. I'm going to go to Facebook right now. Give them a data point right here. Facebook.com. I got to sign in. Hang on. I'm going to give Facebook some data points right now, and they will be chasing me. Yes. Look at that. Your they got me. They got me. Up. <laughs> dude, dude, they got me. Ten years ago, you posted this picture. So here's the thing, though, with 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 any application, I think the majority of the reason they're able to get away with this, is the majority of people don't do this. So when you had a regular Facebook account, did you ever go into the privacy settings and look at that? Oh, stuff? yeah, sure did. But there is, there are, yeah, you and I, that's probably why you and I get along because we're both the same level of weird. But <laughs> I literally, every couple months, I will go into my Facebook and double check because sometimes Facebook will change the settings that you tell it back to the default. Um, really? To inc yeah, yes. Anytime they do a, a updated terms of service or something like that, nine times out of ten, their advertising gathering or stuff that you have shut off will be turned right back on. Um, you have to go back in and do it wow. and turn it off again. And I've just learned it's been a programmed habit of mine that I go in and I check regularly. Well, one of the things that I have I have shut off in Facebook is unless I have Facebook open, it's not allowed to gather any information for me. No location, mm -hmm. no nothing, unless I open the app itself. Now, after the conversation you and I have had the last couple of podcasts, I've actually thought about uninstalling the app off my phone altogether. And only getting on yeah. My so you what you're saying here, and I want to let's cut. Let's, I want to get into this if you don't mind. Um, and we do have a little bit of time, so I want to dive yeah. into it. What you're talking about, I got to be careful. What you're talking about <laughs> is, yeah, we'll show this side, is using Facebook on your device. And so what you're saying is, you tend to use Facebook on your phone. Nine times out of ten, it's on my phone. Nine okay. times out of ten. Because I will, I will tell you that Facebook's data gathering on a desktop. Right, if you're using a web browser and going to sure. Facebook is way different yeah. than its ability to gather yeah. data on a phone. So if you're someone who really wants to use Facebook, I think this is a really good suggestion. Delete the app. Yeah, completely. Just straight up delete the app. If you want to use it on your phone, use it through Safari or Chrome or whatever it is right. that you use. Right. right. Um, ideally, you're using Firefox, right? Like use yeah. something like that. Yeah. And you can cut down an awful lot of what Facebook can gather on you by using the browser. Or use the desktop version of the site. Yeah. And there's a lot less that it can do. And I think that was and what I was thinking about earlier is if I was like, well, what if I want to post a picture on Facebook? Well, I can take the pictures now, send it to my computer and post it later. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And you should. You should. The app is, um, you know, it's probably worth mentioning, Happen. You know, we, we've been going on about Facebook and some, to some degree TikTok, which TikTok is the worst actor. Let's just start there. 100%. We well, and, and we, we didn't, didn't even touch on... on the main reason I think TikTok's the, the is the worst. What actor? is that? Let's hit that. Because of where it actually comes from. 
Okay. Let me let me let me and we we've talked we've we've talked about how we won't go into politics and all that crap, right? It's, Facebook, just, it's not political. Face Facebook is a bad actor, but it's a capitalist reason. Okay. I can not like it, but I can get behind it because I understand the capitalist mindset. At the end right. of the day, that money making may be nefarious and and unfortunately, you know, dark and dirty. But TikTok was originally created by a government agency who spy on people all over the globe. And if you think for one moment that is that is a bunch of tinfoil hatting crazy talk, why do you think there's there was an infogram? released by the Department of Defense and sent to every single military active duty member asking them because they tried to say it's banned, that you're not allowed, all DOD personnel not allowed to touch that social media application, but they realized that was impossible. You're not going to do it. Like, you're not going to get... Yeah, the Trump administration, it was during the the Trump administration, they tried tried to dig in against TikTok specifically... Yep. And there was an entire I think I think Donald Trump himself was trying to broker a deal yep. to get uh TikTok to get it to get purchased. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to get it moved to someone else's ownership because there yep. were so many concerns about it being a government actor. And the problem with government actors, go back to Cambridge Analytica if we want to draw a you know line all the way back to the original circle, is government actors have a vested interest interest in influencing things like elections. And while, you know, companies may have some similar vested interests, they are held to legal Correct. requirements um, in their participation. In that. Now, we can argue, and we should, you know, some, not on this podcast, but some people sure. somewhere should be arguing <laughs> about how much they're allowed to influence. Right. Um, we have way too much whiskey for that. But way. it really is a thing where TikTok was called out as the worst potential future actor. And so what we may be seeing, because this goes... One of the things we wanted to talk about, and I did hit it quickly, was that Facebook is losing money. So yeah. we may be seeing the dec- or they're not making the money they expect to make. So we're seeing a decline in Facebook and a rise in TikTok. We may be seeing a rise in a worst act and the worst actor scenario. Of the worst actor, yes. Yeah. So so two scenarios that can come out of this: a Facebook does a change and redoes how they do business, and it comes out worse. Okay, for <laughs> yeah. us, for us, not for them, right. obviously, right. because the company's going to try to make money, right? Or B, you, like you said, you're going to see a decline of Facebook and an increase in TikTok. And I'm telling you right now, I can tell just based off of what I see on those platforms, because there's literally videos from TikTok being posted on Instagram and Facebook. So that okay. tells me that more content is being produced on TikTok, even if there's less people on TikTok. And the fact that I remember being, you know, the the old, you'll never see me on TikTok. Here I am looking at the terms <laughs> of service of TikTok. Like, so, yeah. you know, and that 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 is the part that scares me most. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's tinfoil hat territory. But if you think for one moment that the CCP those folks across the Pacific Ocean have the best interest of people in mind. I, I'm sorry, you don't. 
you, you have well, never... so let's let's get it you know i don't want to dig sure. in let's do that another podcast yeah. but let's talk yeah. about briefly that is why the entire conversation we've had so far that is why at the end of the day you just stated a fear right that yeah. is legitimate and objectively possible right we've proven it cambridge analytica proved that you could weaponize facebook's data to influence elections right they proved it it's not a question there's no tinfoil hat there you can so, you can look at everything about it. it it exists and so if a if all you have to have is money and you can influence people in the hundreds of millions at what point and all you TikTok, need is money to do it are tiktok people voting on the on the election sure I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're coming up to midterms now, so we're, we're going to see. And you're going to have people on TikTok. I, I happen to have lived through, and I'm, I, I say this a lot in the ad firm world, I happen to live through an era where social media became ubiquitous. Sure. Sure. And one of the most interesting things that occurred was influencers in that, that era, you know, because that wasn't a thing that existed. Yeah, it's a whole other industry, and, right? Yeah, and we were sitting there in the ad firm world, like, what is it, this social media thing? We're just learning how to do it. And for the most part, we were using it to share information. You know, Happa's sure. found a product. Happa likes a product. Happa shares product with seven. That was the most of what we were doing yeah, early on. Yeah. And pretty quickly, it turned into, wait a minute. There's a Kardashian out here making... Literally the, only, million the only money that... The only way that they made money, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got, they got 10 million people yeah. to click in on a pair of boots. Oh my God, you know, and so what? The, <laughs> what happens in the ad firm? Well, let me tell you what happens. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the curtain on that. Here's what happens in the ad firm world. Here's what happens in the marketing world. You learn that information, and it happens once, and you kind of write it off, and you're gonna pay attention to it, but you kind of write it off. It happens three or four times, and you start saying, "How do we do that?" Yeah. And so what occurs is you have a client at some point that walks in and says, "I want product X to be at forefront in in trending." Right. Well, what I can't get an influencer to do it because they cost too much money. Right now, these right. influencers cost a ton of money. They want a hundred thousand yeah. dollars to push a yeah. product. Yep. And they push it like it's not an advertisement. Yeah. Right. So what do you do? You make an influencer. Yeah. Because it's a lot cheaper than paying an existing one. And you want to know where all these influencers came from? They were all made by marketing departments. <sighs> So when you look at this stuff and you sit down and look at it, this is not, it's not like I'm, I'm revealing information that's never been revealed. I'm just talking right. about stuff that I saw happen that I know right. has happened a thousand times. And when you take that and look at it, these people are really in search of primarily, you go back to the McDonald's thing. It was the ad firm. Yeah. Right. You, you start going back and it really is a, a thing that we should be more concerned about. People should be very aware of their data. I got to be honest, dude, if I could sit down and, and design something out with half a fighter today, and I've talked about within this with engineer friends before, what if, what if I could tell you, you know what, what if I could be up front, Hapa, and I could say, you know what, here's the data I'm going to collect from you. And I'm going to pay you three cents for every, every advertisement you're willing to look at that uses this data to show you that advertisement. And if you click it, I'll pay you five cents. So I would pay half a fodder for your data. Now, here's what I would predict would happen. A lot of people would say no. Yeah. A lot of people would say blanket yes. 
the majority of people, I believe, would say, let me tell you what to show me. I'm looking for a new pair of boots. Show me boots. I'm fine with that. Pay me two cents right every time you show me a pair of boots. And eventually I'll click on one and I'll spend 150 bucks on it. And you'll I'll and say you yeah, buy it. Yeah, but you do that, you're in charge of the data. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we democratize our data back to the people who have it, that who should own it? Why hasn't someone invented that yet? Why is that not ubiquitous yet? Well, I'm I'm kind of stuttering because uh, <laughs> this is something that scares Sorry, I, me. I broke, because I broke Hapa. Yeah, you did. You really did. No, uh, write this down. War Inc. What is it? War Inc. War Inc. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Gross Point Blank? Yeah. Okay. First of all, one of my favorite movies of all okay. time. War Inc unintentionally was the sequel to gross point blank war inc war comma inc war incorporated yes gotcha okay war inc is the premise that war is a business so you literally like there's Um, one there's one scene that you that is hilarious there's a branded tank driving through the middle of a of a like a field that is that is oh my god it's hilarious and terrifying and everything about it is just you can absolutely see it occurring. If you think for one moment that that, that isn't actually a thing, by the way, let me tell you. Let me tell you a secret. <laughs> to, let, let me tell you something. Want to hear, hear a song about it? Here, go. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Two thousand and seven, a si- significantly more muscular and skinnier Hapa <laughs> found found himself in a significantly warmer and more sandy part of the world. For mm. approximately a year. You're at the beach. So young half at the beach. A very large beach, an insane beach. Thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands of miles lots of beach. Lots of beach. Lots <laughs> okay. of beach. Very little water, lots of beach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> While I was in this place, there were, uh, where you would go to eat every day, there were products that were free. You literally could go in and grab as many of these drinks, many of these, you know, whatevers. Mm-hmm. I won't say specific brand names, but... There was, you know, just screw it. Rippets. You ever heard of Rippets? It's an energy drink. You've never heard of a Rippet in a 7-Eleven or something like that. But if you ask a veteran or active duty person, have you ever heard of Rippets? They 100% will tell you, oh, God, yes, I love those things. Mm. If you think for one minute that's not branded war, you're wrong. Power yeah, bars, all these things that are healthy or whatever. These companies got all these contracts. But anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. But, yeah. but but War Inc. I mean, that's that's what I'm talking about. There is you're getting we're getting in a, in, a, in a we're heading down a rabbit hole where we're talking about these product placement placement plus incident equals profit, right? And your politicians see this and are also buying into this, which is a very scary scary thing because you got social media doing it you got politicians doing it you got people dealing with it right yeah and i feel like i feel like happened so i was backstage a friend of mine was doing a tech talk in south florida and i went with her in support and so i ended up standing backstage and i'm talking to this guy who's one of the most foremost researchers in artificial intelligence and his talk was like next or or whatever it was and i was asking him about ai 
And what it turned into is what we've been talking about this entire time, which is what are the ethics around technology? And I think that conversation needs to occur. Um, And it needs to occur. And and until people take it seriously and people say, I'm emphatically saying that we should have that conversation, I am not saying where we should fall on it. I'm saying the conversation needs to occur. And you think it's going to occur, though? I don't until we as a as a group as a, a a knowledgeable society until we say we have to have this conversation it will not occur we have to force it to occur yeah, yeah, because I think yeah. that the, the companies and governments stand to benefit too much from it not occurring and that's what we've talked about in this entire podcast companies are profiting from it they're happy governments are able to overthrow entire other governments there was a there was <laughs> And this has had to be what, seven years ago, eight years ago, at um, South by Southwest in Austin. There was this talk, and it was called, so I overthrew my government, now what? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was how to, the, the talk was about how to use Twitter. So this has been, this conversation has been going on for some time. Companies yeah. are not going to, the companies are not going to lead the way. They're just not. Yeah. You know, I think I think there's companies. There's some companies out there. Apple, right? DuckDuckGo is a good one. I, I right. mentioned it earlier. Um, there are some companies out there who are trying to lead the way and say we don't have to do this. So there's a few, but they're way drowned out by the enormous profits of these companies who are on the other side of that fence. And government representatives, unless they are just altruistic, they're not going to lead the way either because they're no. benefiting from it yes. by getting elected or having you know companies. Contribute insider to trading or sure oh insider training my goodness boy <laughs> could we get into it on that one so we as a group of human beings who are saying you know this is our data you're using our value you're using you're trying to be you know make us behave differently yeah. we should have a say in the process yeah and until it's we do that the conversation happen. simply won't occur it's never gonna happen so we got to convince i mean well you know what's going to happen? People, what's going to happen? You know the what's, movie Wally? Prediction? What's happens one beer prediction? The movie Wally. Mm. By and large. I don't know, man. Being fat in a chair looked pretty cool to me. By <laughs> and large is going to be a thing. So, so you don't have a, you don't have a, um, I hate to be a pessimist. You don't, I was going to say, you don't have a hopeful outlook on that. No. Well, maybe we should think about it, right? Like, maybe if anyone listens, how do you topple us? A multi, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's be honest, multi-trillion-dollar. If you really broke down every penny made, not just by Facebook and by, it's a multi-trillion-dollar interest industry, global, multinational, multi-trillion-dollar industry. You can't break that. You can't break that. Yeah. It ain't gonna happen. If you're going to give me my my chair with my clothes that change color and my drink that is my turkey dinner. <laughs> well, All right, I mean, I'll, I'll go be that guy. You know, it, it is interesting because we've talked about this in the last episode. Elon Musk talking about buying Twitter yeah. at $44 billion. Yep. And we covered that Twitter was the small player. And so when you're talking about money at that level. I would like to say that Seven, right, me, I'm a pretty decent dude. I try to be a decent dude. I try to do the right thing in the world. I, 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 
I would have to pause at some number of me, my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids, never having to worry about being provided for. What would you do? And that is what we're dealing with at the top levels of the technology world right now. Fair. Is these people may have started out as good folks. They're not. They're not doing the best thing for the world. They're not they're not using their resources to say specifically, I only want to help. And they have the capability of doing so. I think Facebook is a fantastic example of that. But but you're completely off on that because admittedly Facebook was created for what? Creep on girls at Harvard. I promise you there was a discussion at some point with Mark Zuckerberg and the other two yahoos in a freaking conference room <laughs> where they actually said, what is your goal with this? And at some point, either all three of them or one of them said, I want to do the X, fight, fight a chick, and I want to make a shitload of money. Sure. And I don't give a crap who I step on to get it done. Yep. I, I had a um, I had a pastor, in fact, ask me this one day about, you know, in the technology industry, and I won't go into it, but you know what function I serve in that realm, asked me, um, what would surprise you? And the only answer I could come up with is if one of the billionaires was a good person. Literally. How messed up is that? It's not, and because all of them say I'll the be same thing. In order to become a billionaire, you need to literally step on the faces of the people that get you there. They, so they will literally tell you this, all this, will tell you that. I've met a couple, and the ones I've met are people you don't know their names. Yeah. And they're good people. And so it really does beg the question, we as a, as a society, are we forcing this to be as bad as it can be? Because we're not taking the actions, the responsible actions of saying, let us just force them like okay we're forcing in one direction or the other and we're not forcing in the direction of don't use my data against me well is it maybe because of people like me then that 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 don't want don't believe that there's a positive side there out can't there can't be a positive outcome and i'm not saying that as a joke i'm i'm like yeah no i i have this is why we're having this conversation so you you are jaded to a point where you think this is just the way it is and the way well, it should be I don't think it's, let me be clear. I don't think it's jaded. Okay. Okay. I know what I can control in this 1,480 square feet. I know what it, you, you see what I'm saying? This you is, see where I'm This is my section of this earth. This is, this is my little itty bitty piece <laughs> of the planet. Like I know what I can control here. I know what's going in and out. Mm -hmm. I, I know what I'm providing for my family. I know, you see what I'm like? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, hear I you. have, I have said, um, unabashedly, and in in some, I've lost some friendships with the with the statement. I don't care who is in office, so long as they are maintaining or increasing the money that's sitting in my bank account and its value. I yeah, literally don't dramatic. care. I literally don't care. I don't care if there's bombs dropping on the other side of the planet because I've been the guy <laughs> dropping the bombs, I or loading them. Maybe not dropping them, but you know, I like. It, it sounds like a very callous, very, you know, horrible point of view. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at your kid and you're like, there's food on the table, there's a roof yep. over your head, there's yep. clothes on your back. This is yep. what I'm trying to provide you. 
You know, and that's a really interesting point. I will say this, and and we can move to the next the next subject because I think it's a little sure. lighter. But the yeah. I will say this: human beings all over the world want a couple of things. They want to take care of their families, and they want to be reasonably happy. Yeah. And they want to die in peace as much as possible. Yeah. And at the end of the day, provided that most human beings will respond favorably. Sure. If you can get so if you can guarantee that. So I know I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm sidebarring again, but if you could guarantee No no, this that, is why I said it. If you could guarantee that hundred percent, mm-hmm. you don't know you don't know beyond a certain amount of years. I, I can't, you know, state what that is. But if you knew not a care in your world for the next sixty years, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Would you sign that line? So that we're gonna leave for another day because that question yeah. needs, to, needs to stick and be fun. <laughs> I have a I have a friend uh, I have a friend who contends that at age uh, eighty, sure, that he should be exterminated. Ooh, if that seems a bit if, drastic, hang on. If from the age fifty five to eighty he is taken care of, so he has worked out the math. If I can retire at fifty five and be completely taken care of don't have a worry in the world i can travel i can do all the things i want to do at 80 make me not a drain on society so he has gone That's to that interesting, I have a friend. actually I can, yeah i can get on board with that and he's like you know i can pick the day i can do whatever but he has gone to that point of saying i'm not going to be a drain on society but for a period of time 15 years society sure. has to you know give me i've provided to society yeah. for an amount of years now yeah. let me just enjoy it and then i'll bail well, that kind of brings it back all the way circled back to my opening when I talk about I'm a retired person, right? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Look at that. <laughs> well, and, and that's an interesting perspective because that's something mm-hmm. my my dad told me at one point when I was getting uh, set up to pick up the job at Wargaming because I remember telling him, because he asked me, he's like, what happened? Like, you were happy you were doing this? I said, I I don't know. I just thought it was something something for me to do. He's like, well, look, yeah. man, if you're happy doing it and you want to do it, do it. But if it becomes a point where you're not happy anymore, you don't want to do it, stop doing it. <laughs> so a year a year ago, as, as a year as ago, is, I was like, advice. I'm not happy anymore. I'm good. I'm, I'm done doing it. You know, there was a guy I used to work with, and he had a saying, and this will hit you. I know this will hit you because I know you a little bit. It, it will. He used to say this. I'm a fairly passionate human being. I wear my passion on my sleeve. It yeah. cuts both ways. And uh, the guy used to have the saying, if you're not having fun, you're the asshole. Yes, 100%. I, 100%. And right, it has stuck with me because if you're not having fun, change something. How many people get up every morning like, I have to go to work. I hate my job. I blah, blah, blah. What's that saying from... from from uh, God, what's that movie? Meet the Meet the something. Meet the the Fockers. No, there was this guy. <laughs> there was this guy who was a drug dealer, and he gets paid to move drugs from Mexico to the United States. I can't mm. can't remember the name of the movie, but at one point he's getting a haircut to make himself look more like a. And he's like, mm. "Give me a haircut that that shows that I get up every single morning." Working my <laughs> my middle middle of the road wage paid 
life that I come home and listen to my my teenage children bitch and whine. Like, just he goes on this tie ride, and there's this guy in the back <laughs> who has this very like cosmopolitan haircut. Very, he's reading a, a magazine. Halfway through the tie ride, he stops. And you see him in the back. He looks up because you see him in the mirror. And the guy's on this tirade about how, like, I hate my life, and I but I get up every morning because I have to do a blah, 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 haircut. And the guy goes, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> but think about, I, I, I have met those, I've known those people. Sure. And I think, I think that's what made me choose the life that I have now, specifically, was because I've been that guy getting, I literally would, my routine, I'll tell you right now, the Latin, this, this may or may not have had a little bit of bearing based off of the relationship I had with my ex-wife, you know, near the end. But, but I got up at four in the morning and from the moment my alarm got off to the moment I laid in bed, I freaking hated every minute of it. I hated every really? minute. I hated getting up for work. I hated going to work. I hated like everything about it. So when I went to retire from the Navy, I was like, I need to have a life where I may get up at 8 o'clock in the morning. I may get up at 10 o'clock in the morning. I may get up at 11 in the morning. And I may sit on the back porch. I may go take the dog for a walk. I may mow the lawn. Like, like, and that was, like, very important to me, and that's what I ended up doing. Like, that's where I'm at now, you know, which for some people is probably boring, except for when you've lived a life that you hate. When you're sitting on the back porch and I'm watching the dog chase a damn squirrel or something, that's entertaining to me. Like that's, I'm happy, you know. And I that, think that's what I I think that's much closer to what humans were meant to do. A hundred percent. We're we're not meant to populate. We're not meant to sit at a desk for ten hours a day. Yeah, that's not how. Even physiologically speaking, that's not how our bodies are built. Correct. That's why people and, have lower back problems, hip problems, and sure. Mental and psychologically illness. speaking, it, it's not even close. Correct. And so when you look at, you look at, and this kind of ties into what we've been talking about, when you look at the pursuit of greed over all else, Things. how pervasive has that become? Things. Things are important. Yeah. Things matter more than true. anything. This is not true. I, I, we may never, not even get to the next topic, and I apologize for that because I've kind of started nope. sidebarred on it, but last year... Um, this is what it would have been actually close to two years now. I was at the domain here in Austin, which if you ever, if you and Mel ever come, I'm going to take you guys there. You're going to love it. The view is amazing. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, I was sitting there and I'm enjoying a beer and it was at a table that was overlooking the river and I was by myself. I was just sitting there enjoying a flight of beers, trying them out. And this woman in her fifties and her husband walk up. Hey, you might... You mind if we share the table with you? Of course not. It's there's like eight chairs at this table, this this long table. Like I'm taking it by all means. Enjoy the view with me. You know, we start talking. Guy asks the usual questions: Where you're from? Blah blah blah. Their daughter comes and sits down. Very attractive girl in their twenties. When I sat down, I I shit you not. The mom and daughter just just a hundred miles an hour. Just constantly, nonstop, and the the husband just sat there, very quietly, pint glass, looked out over the 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 lake, took a sip, whatever. The daughter was like, "I need to go to the bathroom." Mom was like, "I'll come with you," as women do, right? <laughs> they, they get up, they leave, and 
I usually don't open a conversation like this, but he seemed like he was very relaxed. I said, "How do you stand that? Like, how have you? How how long have you? How long have you? Like, your daughter's obviously in her twenties. Like, how do you put up? He's like, there is no other life. I would not. I would not live if I didn't have that. That is the life. He's like, mm. I'm retired." Because he was retired early, too, but that was because he was a tech industry guy, but he made billions or millions, whatever, and retired, and that was it. And now they travel, and Austin was someplace that they're visiting. Mm. He said, there is no greater gift in this world than that. I worked my entire life to provide that. For him, that was the most fulfilling possible way to spend his time. And, and, And I said that, how do you put up with that? Not in a means of, like, God, I can't stand that. I was like, like, how is that for you in your life? And he was sure. very candid. Like, he was like, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes my wife travels without me. I cannot live without that in my mm. life. Like, I have to hear that, you know. And I and I briefly told you about that, too. It's like, for some people that are divorced and separated from their kids, you know, I've had the conversation with my ex where she's talked about the kids are constantly fighting and I can't stand it, blah, blah, blah. I'll <laughs> tell you right now. As someone that doesn't have that in the house, when it's not in the house, you miss it. You miss hearing that. Yep, 100%. Yeah, at the end of the day, um, and you know, I think this is probably the perfect place to for us to wrap on this. The the end of the day, it really does come down to how do you want to spend your 1,483 square feet? How do you want to co-populate? How do you want to be a better human? Leave the place, leave this place better than you found it. And how do you want to do the right thing? And while we may go on about social media and and all these other things, it really is in an effort to say, we don't want to lose that. We don't want to lose what makes us, us. We don't want to be commoditized into cookie cutter patterns that lose the humanity, which is what is important to us. Right. Right. That's good stuff, man. Why? Why is it? Um, why is it so looked down upon nowadays when somebody new moves in next door? Knock on the door and say, "Hey, I'm so and so. I live next door. If you ever need anything, you introduce yourself as half a fire, don't you? I know you. I 100 percent do. I actually kind of a hard. <laughs> if you ever need uh, hey, streaming services or <laughs> on TikTok, check me out. Yeah, yeah. I a follow. It's all I ask. You're my neighbor. I think it's the least you could do. <laughs> yeah, we we have um, you know I live in Alabama and we've talked about this. Texas is probably not too dissimilar. Um, neighborly is still a thing, and yeah. when someone who's in, we go over and we bring them something, you know, a pie or something, and we are like, hey, great to meet you. We're so and so, live right over there. There's our phone numbers. If you ever need anything, call us. Um, love to tell you, you know, love to have a dinner at one point. And just tell you what we do, what you do. Let's figure out how we interact. And we've had, you know. Uh, I've had good luck in this neighborhood that I'm in right now. I know some of the folks very well, but I've had other people completely turn that down. Yeah. And I find that interesting. There is nothing more you ain't from around here, are you, boy? <laughs> then yeah. you're, fr- then- you're from an entirely different zip code. <laughs> and, and you know, I make the joke, too, because Austin is the least Texas part of Texas that you could ever live. Certainly. Certainly, and Birmingham um, is the least part of Alabama, you know, at least Alabama part of Alabama, sure. 100%. And I will tell you, um, and I think you and I have this conversation on the site as well, but uh, the HOA message boards, I went there one yeah. time 
replied one time and will never be back again. And I can tell exactly which neighbors were from a part of the country that will remain nameless, but the state rhymes with Balifornia. Um, (laughs) or, Or a big city in general, right? Yeah. And those that are genuine Texans, because when I met my neighbor right here, she literally brought me muffins over and said, hey, my name is, you know, I'll, I'll just say Jen. If you ever need, this is my phone number. You text me anytime. Yep. Let me know if you yep. need anything. And when I left to go to, say, Baton Rouge, I literally say, hey, Jen, I'm going to be, you know, gone from the house for a couple of days just so you know. All yep. right, cool. No worries. And that's- I got a neighbor. I got a neighbor in the same boat, you know, and we got several, in fact, and reach out and, hey, we're headed out to New York or I'm headed to San Francisco, yeah. wherever I'm headed. I'm going to be gone. If there's a party at the house, you have two options. Join in or stop it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, if, you're th- if you're there, we're good. Right. We know um, something's and, not right. Right. And every time I get a laugh out of that. So, yeah. So uh, we'll end, Appa, here. I will end with a piece of good news um, that I want everyone to hear. The Alex uh, Jones trial is going on. Yep. If anyone has been looking at it, this is the InfoWars uh, guy, right? Uh, the 100%. conspiracy theorist. He's kind of a n- notorious, uh, in my opinion, at least a slime ball. Um, he is. He attacked the Sandy Hook uh, victims. I couldn't. And it. some of the. I, I have actually, you know, this is pretty personal to me. I have a friend, a very close friend, who is his kids were there for that. Oh wow! And so this one, this one hits me pretty close to home. So Alex Jones made it his point to say these are paid actors um, and this is not a real thing. And the parents of some of the Sandy Hook victims have sued Alex Jones. Now, these are not criminal charges, right? This is a civil court. And civil so this court, is, yeah. right, this is, this is issuing out some sort of punishment. Well, uh, as of today, um, Alex Jones has been ordered to pay $4 million to the first family. So there are more families to be found. So what I will say is, you know, there was a really interesting moment in this trial and A, I'm very happy about that. I think that yeah. the spreading of misinformation and disinformation needs to be a, a blip on our societal radar. It yeah. needs to not be yeah. a thing we we normalize. And Alex Jones was absolutely making millions of dollars off of doing nothing but that. And this is, uh, it's not a good look, right? You know, you need to be able to depend on the people who have a huge megaphone. And sure. if they're stating something, we need to hold them to task over. It's at sure. least an attempt at accuracy. And so what was interesting, uh, and I wanted to tell you this, and we'll end on this because I think you'll find this hilarious. There was a moment in this trial, and it was tweeted, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, but there was this moment in this trial. And so Alex Jones, you know, notorious for some of his behaviors, uh, and he had told the the prosecution that, uh, you know, I didn't have knowledge of this, or these were the circumstances, right? Yeah. That represented himself a certain way. Well, his attorney, he's changed attorney something like 12 times in this process. Yeah. So his yeah. attorney um, had accidentally quote-unquote, sent the prosecution an entire record of Alex Jones' phone. And so the prosecution now has this thing and apparently hit up his attorneys and said, hey, I don't think you did that on purpose. Yeah. Alex Jones' attorneys elected not to recant. And so in this trial... Alex Jones says a thing, and the prosecution says, did you know that your attorney sent me free and clear yep. with no confidential notice the entire contents of your phone? 
And to watch Alex Jones turn this color red was one of the more rewarding moments I've seen. The guys had it coming for some time, in my opinion. 100%. Um, you don't go after people. Kids Kids got shot at a school, man. You don't go after yeah. those people. Yeah. Right? There's, yeah. Even if you're just playing a game, there's lines you don't cross. And so yeah. watching that moment was really fascinating. But what I will tell you is after all this conversation of data privacy, I want to end on a question. Alex Jones, known conspiracy theorist, absolutely there are text messages on that phone which would incriminate higher-level government officials. Should they be on WikiLeaks? Ooh. Because now this attorney yeah. has this. Yeah. Has it free and clear, was presented to this attorney with no confidential disclaimer. In other words, as, as legally, as far as this attorney is, 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 as far as I understand it at least, yeah. this attorney is concerned, could publish it. Yeah. There's a real question to be had there. How much privacy do we expect? So all the way back to the beginning. You don't have to answer it. I don't want you to answer it. Yeah, yeah. But all the way back we'll be to on the for beginning. Hour if I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the way back to the beginning, we have to weigh how much privacy we expect with how much security we demand. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's a great question. That that actually brings up another topic, which we'll again we'll leave that for later. But I. Definitely, I'm gonna have this conversation because I know uh, you'll understand the direction I'm going. But it's like you said; it, it's a good. It was a good outcome to. I couldn't. I didn't understand when I first read the story about that. I didn't understand exactly why they were in court, and I started digging out. I, I didn't even know that he had yeah. claimed some of the stuff that he had claimed. I was like, "What? What?" Mm when you dig into it it gets really because it's not it's probably not something you spend a whole lot of time paying attention to no, right like it's, yeah. it's not it's not in your because it makes no sense orbit. <laughs> right so you're, it's not in your orbit it's not something you yeah, but there are yeah. people out there yeah 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 who spend their time saying this this is this is fact and it has caused you know significant amounts of damage to these human beings there's this this horrible. was about a six-year-old dude it's horrible a six-year-old got shot so yeah, yeah, I, 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 I would say it's really interesting because if you if you say you know data privacy should be ubiquitous, then it applies to sleaze balls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's the unfortunate side effect of our legal system, though, too, right? Our legal system is the same is the same level of of uh, Im Im ambiguity, unfortunately, I think as well but anyway that's neither here nor there and that's for episode four so maybe <laughs> maybe five and six episode episode three possibly or technically three soon. yes technically. Yeah, technically three we keep doing that two weeks two weeks folks two weeks two weeks we yeah will i think thursday thursday seems to work for me uh yeah i mean at the end of the day i mean we already discussed the fact i don't have a life so you know <laughs> well, if I'm not traveling, it works. That that Fair. happens to be, you know, well, it makes sure you everyone have a life. Is, you know. Well, not really, but everyone who listens know we should oh, know well. that a lot of the delays yeah. traditionally have been me traveling, and and I apologize for those. Those are on me, nah. not on happen. I, I, well, one of the things I think we did mention in the pilot episode was the fact that we were going to try 
to stay yeah. to a schedule, but there's no promises because of real life aggro. So it's it's right. a thing. So in theory, the 18th of August, two weeks from now, oh. right? It's good to me, man. There you go. So same same. I'm sorry we didn't get to it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Same bat channel, same oh. bat time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. You're I, killing I, me because that's what I wanted I to know, All right, yeah, Same know. bat time, same bat we channel. Will, I tell Hold you on. what. We're going to have a nerd section, a nerd out section in the next episode. <laughs> we will talk about this. We're going to talk right. about this. Right. We've talked about social media for three episodes. That's enough for a little while. Anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a plug in that. We'll have to do something different. Totally. So anyway, for those of you that are uh, subscribed to our podcast channels throughout the various listener world, thank you so much for those of you that are subscribed on the YouTube channel that like to watch us. Thank you so much. You can check Seven out at his Twitter. You can check me out at my Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Seven does have a Facebook, by the way. If you guys would <laughs> like him to get on his Facebook, I would suggest you DM <laughs> that Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know that he'll actually be on there, but whatever. It's, it'd be funny for have, to have him log in and have like 50 you know, DMs. how my Any, medical records have been, have been published. literally leaked. <laughs> they know about the boil on your toe, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my medical records would be so boring. It's like torn rotator cuff and right. stupid yeah, crap the like same that. Way. Nothing cool at all, but just yeah, nothing videos. really worth having. <laughs> but anyway, this is what we'll call it a night, folks. From me to you, I would like to say that I hope you continue being a better human being and we I, I know I love and appreciate the hell out of every single one of you. Seven, do you have anything to say before we uh, close out the evening? No, just, you know, I, I appreciate everyone that checks us out. And, and same as you, this is the thing we are very aligned on. Leave 100%. the world a better place than you found it. 100%. Be a better human. Be a better person. Just take care of each other and be happy. Smile. Laugh. Joke. Go have a drink. Whatever. <laughs> 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 Cheers or and two. all that stuff. Or two. We'll see you all in two weeks, hopefully. Have a great night.